0: The title, we've entitled the message today, The Ancient Path of Sacrifice. The ancient path of sacrifice. Remember I'm talking about ancient paths? But listen to this God wants us to return to the things that really do matter. There is the redigging of the wells, if you are conversant with what that means. The redigging of the wells, things that we ought to be doing. And then that's what I was telling you. Um, let me read some statements I put down here. Great price has been paid in the past generation for us to have the word of God. Great price. Great, great price. Now, pastors, Pastor Wade is in heaven, example. Pastor Carla is, is in, right now in the U.S., he's been there for, for years, but, but I'll be so foolish to think, like, I've done everything on my part. And so to speak, I'm standing on my, their shoulders, continuing the work that they, they, they began years ago. Sent back those years by Dr. Jerry Seville, and work continuing. So look at this. That's very important to know. There is a price that has been paid. There is a price that Dr. Jerry Saville paid to establish a ministry in Africa. It cost him something. There are sacrifices that he made. There are sacrifices that our what pastors Wade and Callum speak about over, and over, the, over the years. Speak about, about. the sacrifices that they made to establish this ministry to establish everything that we do. There are sacrifices. What does it take? Some years I have been with them for 20, 23 or so years, 22 years, being with them and, and coming around them. There are sacrifices. There are things that we've had to do on my part. They did i have had to come in and also do on my part and establish some things. And these things don't come by just praise the Lord. There are things that will change in your life. Again, I want to emphasize this, that your, it does not mean that you are going to buy anything from God. No, never. Jesus paid the price in full. You are never going to buy anything from God. He paid the price completely in full. But there is your aspect, which the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, We'll look at it at some point, Philippians 2:12. Let's go over there. Even for us to have the Bible in our generation, there are sacrifices that God's people made for the truth. Therefore, as I told you last week, there is some modern Christian thinking which acts actually which acts as the enemy or an enemy of the cross. There's some thinking, Christian thing that is off in our generation. If I tell you like, you give, and, and, and people have been told this, you give 1,000 seed, one time, 1,000 seed, 1,000 shilling seed, and you have a one million breakthrough. That's a lie. There are sacrifices involved. There are things you need to change in your life. And it's not one time. It's, it's not periodic tithers that experience the tithing blessing. There is one character of God that you, all of us must be conversant with, and is called faithful. Faithful is his name. It's not periodic doers, it's a consist, consist, uh, constant. Doing what the word of God says is constant obedience to the holy word of God. And to, just to encourage you with this, Jesus said this, "My yoke is easy." So not putting, He hasn't put anything which is heavy on us. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light." And in First John chapter five, he says, "My commandments are not burdensome. some." I've been in the kingdom of darkness and I came to Christ 26 or almost 27 years ago and I know the difference. Thank God for Jesus. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. I can smile even when things are so difficult because I have the faith and hope in him. So I want to remove some thinking. Every plant that the Father has not planted in us is being uprooted. Amen? Can we agree? That's, that's Matthew 15, 13. Every plant that our Father has not planted in us is uprooted. That's the, that's the part of the fasting, actually, is there's the pruning. Clip, clip, clip. Don't you know that the tree doesn't like when you're pruning it? But you know what you're doing, actually. It's for the benefit of that tree. I remember uh, pruning that tree. There's uh, rosaline trees over there. They've even grown. I think you need to prune them some some more over there. And I had just that line over there. We did that some few years ago. But they have grown now. So rosaline tree gets tricky when you just leave it so much, grow taller and taller, because the branches can easily fall. Uh, So... When that happened, I, I remember some few church members say, Pastor, you cut the tree. I said, I thought, like no, I didn't cut, I, pr- I pruned it. Sometimes in Kenya, we mix every word. You, know, you understand the way we talk? Yeah, cutting and pruning. I said, no, I didn't, actually pr- I didn't actually cut it, I pruned it. Sometimes in Kenya, we mix. Like an example like, oh, Pastor when you didn't get along with Pastor where he you use words like this. You see, like, we can get into this wall... And, and, and remove the, the, the blocks, stone blocks, each one of them. But someone will come and say, Pastor, you, de- you, you demolished the, the wall. As, no, we didn't demolish, we dismantled. <laughs> Dismantle is a skill of removing because you're using with the intention of reusing. Dis- that's dismantling. But what they do, the county sometimes the governments and all that to houses, they demolish. But as we dismantle. So the pruning is very important, especially during the fast, but not only during the fast, but also continue with the same attitude. That's very important. So then uh, that's what I was saying. Jesus paid the price and there's nothing that you're going to buy from him. He already did the work. But then after your salvation, The Bible says this, after having given your life to him, you must work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Let's go to that scripture, please, in Philippians. I'm using handheld again today, okay. Uh, Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed in my my suggestions, so now not only with the enthusiasm you'd show in my presence, but much more because I'm upset. Go to the next one, please. Work out. Work out. Cultivate. Carry out to the goal. You seen some work there? Work out. Cultivate. Carry out to the goal. And fully complete your own salvation. Your own salvation. I can't work out Salve, your, uh, salvation for you you must do your part you have your part Jesus wouldn't do it for you you have to do your part do you know a scripture which says this? draw near to God and he will draw near to you in other words there is a part of you that you have to offer to God and then he it says it's your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling self distrust with serious caution I told you I'll be speaking about the fear of the Lord sometimes to come Will I read all that. Let me see this. Okay, let me read a little bit. Reference and awe and trembling, self-distrust with a serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timid, timidly shrinking from whether, wh- whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. We ca- you can go read in your own time, that Philippians 2, 12 to 17. To 17. But God has blessed us in our generation with so many conveniences in technology, in knowledge. Are you glad that you didn't have to ride a donkey to church? Praise God, yeah. You're glad you didn't have to ride a donkey. Can you imagine? We could have been hearing in the compound, oh. and if your donkey came, came hungry, we could have had some problems around here in the compound. Thank God. My home is about 380 kilometers from here. And the first time I drove home, Tina and I drove home was in 2005. Got home for a few, few hours, we were there. I felt like I had wasted my entire life in those buses going to my home area. And sometimes we'll board the train not SGR. The train in the 80s. Chikicha, 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 chikicha. And then the ticket, ticket examiner always used to come around. My goodness, you get to places like Eastern Province over here, Tituanay, and coming over here. You hear ticket exam. On your song, the train is full, had children under, bananas and chicken. I'm telling you, it was terrible. Chikicha, chikicha. They hold on, Chikicha, chikicha. And then you have the ticket examiners are always loud. They, they, they knock with their machines to wake people up. And they always checked under the seats because there are guys who hid there, not who haven't paid ticket. And they always go, there are guys during that time of ticket examiner going around, he'll, they'll go and hide in the toilet. They always knocked the toilet. My goodness. By the time we get to Nairobi in the morning, you've been chikicha the whole night. Chikicha, 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 chikicha. (laughs) In fact, in my I think it was more coastal. They'll say this concerning train. They say chinja kuku, chinja bata, chinja kuku, bata, chinja. Did you ever hear that? I think it was more coastal. Did it it ever reach Nairobi? Uh, It did. Ah, oh, really? even Dunguri. That's amazing. That's a miracle. Yeah, but, but uh, that was that was the train. It was referred to. A... Thank God. One time Tina and I took a train, I think we did twice or so, and going to Mombas. I felt that was so fast. And I was uh, and, you know, took that was it what, first class, whatever they call it. There's a recliner seat a little bit more, and it was fast. It felt so good. Thank God. For technology. Thank God. You all think like, you know, just think about, do you think you could have accepted Moses? He's been in the wilderness. They use sandals mostly. Their feet dust. And they had beard, long beard. And in Israel, and comes a prophet. Thank God us, we, are, we trim our beard a bit and, and we, we look more and with no dust. I don't say I wish I was born during Vasco da Gama's time. I'm so thankful I'm born in this generation. Take eight hours or less to London and come back. That's wonderful. But listen to this. That's convenience of our generation. But I warn you. But be careful that these conveniences do not lead you to a compromise, departing from the paths of righteousness. Because these paths Require sacrifice. Don't do that. I don't go to church. I, said, ah, I think it's far. I'll watch online. I'll watch online. I'll watch online. It's wonderful if you're away. But I'm telling you this. He says, do not forsake the assembly together you can't have a tv pastor as your pastor cause if you tell us then you need healing then we will 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 also do a zoom call a baby is born zoom call burial is coming a funeral zoom call let's bury via zoom I'm, I'm showing you a thinking. That is not right. How wonderful it is to get these messages online. I can go online and, 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 and listen to messages of Smith Wigglesworth and go online and Kenneth E. Hagin messages are there, while in the, in the 90s, we couldn't. But be aware that the convenience of the age does not lead you or does not lead you to a compromise that will make help you depart away from the paths of righteousness because these paths require sacrifice very important Matthew 7:13 to 16 Matthew 7, 13, that's the problem of one Matthew 7, 13, it says, Enter by the narrow gate. Narrow. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go by it. Don't you think that narrow gate is really narrow? And and when you start speaking this way, again, in the modern thinking, they say that, but you're not talking about the grace of God. Oh, really? That's the grace of God. Apostle Paul says this, I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I have labored, I'm the least of the apostles, but I have labored more than all of them. And not me because of the grace of God upon me. What does that mean? That's his sacrifice. The grace, in fact, that first, first, again, Philippians chapter 2, it shows you that it's actually the grace of God that leads us into true sacrifice to God. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. So, so it's not like, oh, you don't think about grace. No, not so. I'm a believer of grace. I'm a believer of the love of God. I'm a believer also of enjoying life. I may tell you something. Little ones who are growing. You know, I've seen the, you know, like nieces over the years. You know, they they grew up. They find that you can ask for money and you could give to them and all and all and all of that. I was talking to them some some, um, last year. And I was telling them, there's a time Tina and I, we didn't have a coin. There's a time I didn't have bus fare in this city completely. I didn't know where to eat. (laughs) There's a pastor who used to say, because you don't have any plan, but you, you just have to fast. It's forced fasting. It's not a willing one. I have done that. I've slept hungry in this city. But what was it? I was convinced of what God had called me, and I was pushing. And I'll never stop pushing. I'll never think like I have reached. That's the sacrifice. That's sacrificial living. So enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. And then he says this, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Actually talking about this love walk, the essence of it. Beware of false prophets, especially this generation. Send a seed. If you send it, 300 shillings, we will, and then you know the cameramen, the way they are tricky, they make the, the anointing oil big at the bottom. We will send you this anointing oil. No, no, no. Not this anointing. This water. Water. Holy water. Water. It will remove F- Kisrani, Pepo aswasi. <laughs> just <laughs> everything. What you do on Monday morning, Zunguka kwa sharako. Zunguka. Zunguka marasaba kama wanawa wa Israeli. on ba kama ana Israeli waliambiyo na Mungu azunguke na oewe zungu kimwaga kimaga maji majita katifu. Amen. Unbelievers say yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's Be aware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. But not only they are ravenous wolves. Do you know the root of that is the love of money? It's the root of it. It's the love of money. It goes down to them. Give us some money. But they know how to do it. Holy water from Nairobi River. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn brushes or figs from thistles? Be aware of that, church. Don't be deceived by the pursuit of no sacrifice whatsoever. Be consistent in your walk with the Lord. Be consistent in the word. Be consistent in your sowing. In your giving. Be consistent in the things that God has revealed to you. That's what changes people's lives. That's what what you're looking for is finishing strong. What we are looking for is doing the will of God in our generation. That's critical. Don't be deceived. In Philippians 1, 29 to 30. Philippians 1, 29 to 30. It says, for to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Now I'm going to say something about that. Because sometimes people say, oh yeah, go to the next one, please. Having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here is it. That you saw in me and now here is in me. How that? Having the same conflict you saw in me and now here is, is in me. Let me give you something here that will help you also. I'm not saying of now someone has been sick, you say, I'm suffering for Christ. Not so. He paid the price for your sickness and for your disease. Or the thing like now we are going to be hungry because we are suffering for Christ. No, that's not the gospel. That's deception. But I'm telling you, to walk in holiness, there's some renewing of the mind that will happen. Young people, i like for you to be sitting here on Sundays just where you are seated, but some of you will suffer for other places anyway. But look at these young people, which I talked to you and, and very many over here. And not only young people, I used to think it's just for young people. But listen to this, you you, you can come to a place that you are told, you know, in school or in college, in the university, that people think, I I had someone close to to me tell me that, had a teacher telling girls that, uh, um, you know, this thing about virginity uh, is just a lie, it's not there. Can you imagine that's a teacher teaching your children? What is is he or she telling them? Now you can have a culture like that and accept it as the norm. Not so. You will be persecuted if you say, I believe in virginity. I believe in sex when I'm married to my husband. I believe in that. I believe in one partner because the word of God says... You all went quiet. I thought I have many believers in the house. I believe in one partner. I believe his sex form is, is, is in the marriage context. Oh, that's old-fashioned. Okay. You see, that's persecution right there. And if you start saying that you believe what the Word of God says, you'll be persecuted. You'll be thought to be old-style old kind of a person. But these are ancient paths, that are for sure will lead you to eternal life. You believe that? Yes. <laughs> let me give you this one. I, I, I told Tina when, you're getting, when she accepted for us to, to get married, I told her, so just to let you know, I've heard so many things among Christians, but my first kiss to you will be when I say, I do. I will not touch your body, I will respect it. She looked at me, she said, hmm Later on, she told me this, after I think much later, I don't know if you, when you got married, she told me that, I looked at you, I thought, is this man thinking that I'm going to make him fall? I told her, let me tell you something, lady, I was helping myself. When you create boundaries yourself, you better keep them. Amen? Okay, you're looking at me and say, what have you been doing? You're not answering amen. I thought I had so many amens in the house. What have you been doing? And I remember on that 16th, August, 2003, when I said, I do. You may kiss the bride. That was the first one. You old-fashioned thing, that's fine. You can tell. I am. But I live happy. Let's go to First Peter 4. Can continue the message, Elder Francis, uh, from here? <laughs> Let's go to Peter 4. I want to read from the Passion Translation and explain some things here. So that again the suffering may be in the right context, scriptural context. Because again, you hear people saying, oh, I'm suffering for the Lord, and you realize, no, they're not. It's religion. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking of the right way of thinking, the scriptural way of thinking. In first First Peter chapter 4, listen to, from the Passion Translation. Since Christ, though innocent, Suffered in his flesh for you. Now you also must be a prepared soldier. Having the same mindset. Let me explain some things here. A prepared soldier here is to arm yourself, like a foot soldier. And, and the, the Passion Translation says this from the Greek word. Uh, it says, as it is used metaphorically to describe the battle we experience for moral purity in a decadent world. The battle we experience for moral purity in a decadent world, like what I was just telling you in a short, uh, short while ago. In a decadent world. The battle we experience. Because there are so many opinions that if you are not careful, if you don't know the Word of God and made the Word of God your living standard, you will compromise. You'll accept it as the norm, the culture of the now. Church, there is a separation. The Bible says the same Peter, 1 Peter 2:9, it says, We are a chosen generation, a holy people. Call out of darkness. That we may show for the praises of him. Holy God. That has to be the word is the one sanctifying us and separating us from the world thinking, the culture, being brainwashed by the world system instead of receiving revelation of God's word. So you see that, since Christ, though innocent, suffered in his flesh for you, now you also must be a prepared soldier. In other words, you do what? You arm yourself with a thought because the world we are living, the battle we have is, we're experiencing for moral purity in this decadent world. The Bible calls it this present evil, age of evil. This present, oh, come on, evil of the age, so to speak, but, but that's not the right way. It's in Galatians, I think, chapter 1, verse 4. So he says, having the same mindset, for whoever has died in his body is done with sin. So live the rest of your earthly life no longer concerned with human desires. You see why we are fasting? (laughs) No longer concerned with human desires, but consumed, listen to this, but consumed with what brings pleasure to God. Can I hear your heart, amen? Amen. Hearty, amen. Oh, yeah. We're consumed with what brings pleasure to God. For you have already spent enough time doing what unbelievers love to do. Have you? Or you want extra time? No extra time. Gone. It says, for you have spent enough time, you have already spent enough time doing what unbelievers do, love to do, living in deba- debauchery, sensuality, partying, drunkenness, wild drinking parties. This is a culture that has come in in our young generation when we were growing up, literally when you we were growing up, I remember that. It was not easy even to find girls drinking. It wasn't. In fact, men who even drank thought women who drank they were just bogless or something like that. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the culture now among young ladies drinking has become too much. That's not the that not, that should not be in the church. Drink a lot and come along and done now. And dance. You got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm a living proof of this. When you got baptized in the Holy Ghost and you allow him, you'll have no desire for alcohol. It was a bondage in my family. And when I gave my life to Christ, that was it. Oh, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I felt like this is what I've looked for in many places. I never found. I found him. And he lives in me. He's the Holy Spirit. But the drinking, the smoking in our generation. I'm talking about even church girls, church boys, big boys. That's not God. That won't experience the Holy Spirit because the house of God is not clean. Listen this. That is an easy way. Anyone can dr- get drunk if they want to, and go staggering home. But what about if you're in workplace and all men are drinking, and you, you say, "No, I don't drink. I'm born again believer." Listen this. Wild drinking parties and the worship of demons. So much right now in our generation. Young people, be aware of that. Be aware of worship of demons. How is that? There's so many in movies. There's so many in movies. Things that are watching nowadays. I mean, uh, why would anyone watch Harry Potter? Any believer. And and such things. Why would they watch that? Being introduced to the demonic world, there are spirits. That if you don't believe that the reality of the demonic world, continue watching those movies. They're demons. It's a culture that is being accepted and being felt like a cool, even believers taking part in Halloween. Those things are terrible. They are opening. Listen to this. They are opening doors to the demonic spirits. To influence your life. The music culture, that's another thing, it's terrible. The people that watch, the people, what, what people call music, it's terrible. It's demonic. You can't even sit there and see your own daughter doing that. Yet people are watching. I'm talking of believers in Christ. Verse for they marvel, so when you, you, you come out of that, they marvel that you no longer rush to join them in the excesses of their corrupt lifestyles, and so they vilify you. But one day, they will have to give account, an account to the one who's destined to judge the living and the dead. This is the reason the gospel was preached to the martyrs before they gave their lives, even though they were judged by human standards, now they live in spirit by God's standards. We want to live for the Lord. I know it's not a message that everywhere here, men, hallelujah, shouts, joy, people rolling around and say, praise God, breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Hallelujah. But listen to this. The house has to be clean. We have to go to exactly what the Lord wants us to do. In that, in that Jeremiah 6.16, you find that the Bible says that when they say, God say that, you choose this. That ancient path and all that. They say, we will not walk in it. But as we say this, we will walk in it. We will walk in it. We'll experience the glory of God in our services. The glory of God in our lives. The glory of God in our families. The glory of God in our businesses. The glory of God in our education. Everywhere, the presence of God. Why? We carry the Holy One of Israel. Our culture is the word. Word, culture. That's what we live by. Now, let, let me go to verse 7. I, I highlighted that. I'll just read just that one. Look at this. This was written about 2,000 years ago, but it says, since we are approaching the end of all things, Be intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled so that you can be given to prayer. Don't forget that scripture. You must be what? Intentional and purposeful. I'm going to say these words as a a pastor with much love because I love you. From January to December, every Wednesday we have prayer meetings here. But if you want to tell me every Wednesday in the year you are engaged, then you are not intentional and purposeful. I'll stand right here and I'm not moving. I'm unmovable. You're not intentional. You must be intentional in your doings. You have to be intentional to connect with others. January to to December, then you're not intentional and purposeful. And that's how much I love you. But there has to be. I won't do this, but if I I threw a party on Wednesday here, a party, call people like Serena or those people to come and serve here. Party on Wednesday, I'll have 100% house full. There's a party that goes on every week from six o'clock. The king himself throws that royal party. He wants his people to talk to him and that he may talk back to them. Be intentional. Or you want me to throw a party? Then you're not going to show up because you've heard me, but you'll be calling everyone who's in here to ask them, how is it going? How is the food? Is it nice? <laughs> Who served? Chef from where? Serena. Wow. How is it right now? And you, someone is on phone who's here because but you didn't show up because you said like I'm going to prove Pastor wrong. And then they say this. By the way, right now the, the ushers ashes with, the, with the envelopes. They are giving out fifty thousand check to everyone. What? Hold, I'm coming. We'll see a helicopter over here in the compound. Because all of a sudden it becomes intentional. But into more business, don't forget that. Since you're approaching the end of all things, be what? Intentional, purposeful, and self control so that you can be given to prayer. This body, like this, this life becomes a weapon against the enemy. so a living sacrifice becomes a weapon against the enemy. Alright. Let me go to some few scriptures here. Then Let me go back to the scripture that um, Deacon Yvonne read but she just went through it. And I, I wrote it down, I want to read it. Matthew 16, Twenty four, twenty six, from the message translation, just the one she gave to us. You there? Okay, it is there. Listen to the words of Jesus from this message, message translation. So good. Then Jesus went to work. To work on his disciples. <laughs> to work on his disciples. Can you imagine that? No wonder I'm working on the congregation. <laughs> working on on his disciples this is the amplified i mean the message translation says anyone who intends remember that's what intentional don't forget that and purposeful anyone who intends to come with me has to lead, to let me lead here I am, Lord. Come, 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 Lord. Come, Lord. You never do that to the Lord. That's not Lord. You are not in the driver's seat. I've been a pastor for so long, time. I know people who've been in the driver's seat and what happens to them. I am. Jesus is working on his disciples, according to the message translation. Don't run from suffering. Remember the, the thought of suffering, not what religious thinking says. Okay? Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Don't run from sacrifices. Oh, we are fasting. And then say, oh, yeah, but, you know, I don't fast much. What's the reason? I'm not used to this thing of fasting. I read somewhere on Google. Do you know who wrote it? That we shouldn't do it much. These are ancient paths that has been proven for centuries. From the time of, you know, creation, men fell and they started fasting and and God answered their prayers. It works. We are not trying to prove anything. We are doing what exactly works in every generation for those who diligently seek God it happens. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So look at this. It says, embrace it. Follow me and I will show you how. Listen to this. Self-help is no help at all. People say there's a scripture, like it is in the Bible, like, like it is written in the Bible, God helps those who help themselves. There's nowhere written that in the Bible. Have you ever heard it? Have you ever heard people say that? God helps those who help themselves. I said, what? Self help is no help at all. Listen to this. Self sacrifice is a way. Self sacrifice is a way. I'm repeating, self-sacrifice is the way. And Jesus says this, my way to finding, yourself, your, to finding yourself, your true self, what kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade your soul I want Jesus' way. I'm the only one. I want Jesus' way. Church, you agree? I want Jesus' way. Not the world way. The world changes. What is it? The last two years they told us about this coronavirus and and vaccine and and on and on and on and on and on. And many lies that they told people lies just going back to the root of the love of money how much money did those companies make close down the world and all on that those are that's the world those are lies of the world. be careful about the world be careful I warn you. Be careful that you don't follow what the world says. And they are going to bring some things in the future. They're still going to. But listen to this. But the righteous who know their God. Remember that scripture in Daniel 11, uh, But the righteous who know their God, they shall be what? Strong. And Do exploits in the midst of persecution. Stand for God. Stand for Him. And stand in Him. He will show you how to live. He will show you the sacrifices you ought to make. And listen this. You'll excel. You'll be prosperous. Even these young people nowadays know how to burn the midnight oil. Do you know what that means, burning midnight oil? Huh? You know, yeah? All right. Some even don't know. But there was years of studying and studying that you had to do something late at night. I never got to do this, but my, I remember my, my, my cousin, actually. She, she went to Form 5 and Form 6 those years. And uh, they had put in a cold area, take water, a uh, basin, put cold water in it, and put their feet in it as they are reading so that they could stay awake. That's a sacrifice. That's a sacrifice. That, is, that doesn't come like, like uh, with, by looking at the, at the gadget during the day and going to sleep in the afternoon. That's a sacrifice. What is it? They are given to their study. Everything worth of any, any value requires sacrifice. Anything of any worth value requires or of value requires sacrifice. Don't ever forget that. Requires sacrifice. A Christian, a believer, who's going to walk with God requires some sacrifices in your life for you to be effective. Cheap Christianity is not of the kingdom of God. It says even the kingdom of God from the the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violence shall do what? Take it by force. As you wind up, let me show you a scripture over here. And probably wind up with this. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I'll start there from verse 22. I read several scripture from the New King James Version. Apostle Paul is talking about other, talking about uh, apostles, other apostles, and all that. And he says this: Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? As speakers are full, are more in labors, more uh, are more in labors, more abundant in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews five times, I received 40 stripes minus one. Are we in the same scripture? Okay. Um, Alright. Okay. Just I was wondering. Okay. Look at verse 25. Three times I was beaten with rose. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Someone said I I quit, I quit, I, I, I. <laughs> what, what was the what was the purpose of this all was happening in his against his life? Because for for us to receive the gospel. So someone said. Two thousand shillings one-time seed, and you'll have all these properties. So someone say that if you see a, something you like, you spray the water and claim it. If you see a girl, but you know she's not married, you spray that water and claim her. That's nonsense. And unbelievers are, yes, amen. That's foolishness. That's why it goes to when people neglect the word. They can be fooled, they can be taken for a ride in every wind of doctrine. Mm-hmm. I mean the the, journey, the the leading of the Holy Spirit I've seen that I've gotten out of knowledge to speak to someone even their sowing I mean to people by the, by the Holy Spirit but I'm not talking of that nonsense I see you brother with a big house a seed is hinged to that house right now people. Yes, 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 yes. And you have no witness inside of you. Listen, listen. Holy Spirit has given you the guide in you. I mean, God has given you a guide in you, the Holy Spirit, to lead and guide you into all truth and not be taken advantage over by the deceitfulness of men or deceptions of the age. So he's saying this. In fastings, how many times? In the beginning of the year. Did he say that? Often. So he says, I lived a fasting life. I did many fastings. Often. Look at verse ten. Besides the other things what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. Who is weak? Am I I not weak? Who's made to stumble? And I do not burn with indignation if I must boast. I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. And on and on and on and on and on and on. That's the gospel. So I'm not saying you go now in peril, peril is danger, of on and on and on and on and on. I'm telling you this. The sacrifice that has taken place. Jesus was the, T-H-E, the Sacrifice, to capital S, but also to bring the gospel to our generation has taken sacrifice. The foundation has been set. Therefore, arm your mind, arm yourself with this same thought that I'm going to offer some things to God, in fact, not some things, all to God, that I may fulfill His will in my generation. It's not going to be otherwise, church. Amen? Hallelujah. Was that encouraging? Yeah. Encouraging. The body has to be kept where it belongs. Paul says that if I have to put my body where it belongs, paraphrasing it, so that I may, after having preached to others, I may not be a castaway. In other words, what I preach is what I, I see, I, I believe in the word of God, and that's what I live by. That's the decision. That's the choice. Amen? Praise God. So you know what to do this week. Let's go to the prayer guide quickly, and then we we wind up. Prayer and fasting guide. Which is our main scripture. It's in Jeremiah 6.16. It says, That says the Lord stand by the roads and look, Ask for the ancient paths. I was just showing you one of those paths. The ancient path of what? Sacrifice. In fact, when you look at the the story of of the children of Israel, every time they moved away from God, they no longer offered the sacrifices that he had asked them to offer. And by the way, every sacrifice in the old covenant, was, was pointing to the sacrifice, who's Jesus. So for them to neglect offering what God had told them to do was to neglect the hope of their salvation. You see what I'm saying? So now for us, whatever we do, remember we are in Christ, we do it in his name. If I'm giving, I'm doing it by in his name. Whatever I'm doing, whatever the first is not for the pastor. I'm doing it in his name. And I'm believing him for his strength. So look at this. So he says, where the good way is, then walk in it, and you'll find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. What are they? They were really rebelling. What do we say today? We will walk in it, and we choose that ancient paths. We choose that. We will walk in it. And then I said several things over there. But let me... Go to the third, because I want to read some things concerning Pastor Carl. Go to, is it the third, I think, third paragraph. In going back to our opening scripture, you seen there? In going back to our opening scripture, Jeremiah 6.16, God is telling his people to ask for the ancient paths. God is a covenant God. In other words, he's never changed. He cut his covenant with our fathers, forefathers of faith, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, with the intentions of blessing them. He had paths for them that if they chose them, they would experience his goodness. These paths of righteousness, these are paths of righteousness. They were, there was a clear distinction between our fathers of faith, which was God's ways, and others of the world who worshipped other gods. You remember the, mes- the message translation of the scripture that you've read? He says that the sacrifice is what? The way, and Jesus says, my way. And then he says this look at Psalm 16 11 quickly. Instead, you direct me on the path that leads to a beautiful life. Sacrificing, I'm telling you, you do, you do holding for yourself because of the future, or you do it for the Lord because of your future. You'll always have a reward, like what uh, uh, Miss Yvonne was saying. That that oil was it oil anoint oil that was was given the perfume the aroma the cost of it she was doing it as unto the Lord she was doing it as to the Lord don't you know that she had much in store for her for the future for her future whatever you sacrifice for God by the leading of the Holy Spirit denying your own your own flesh you'll have a harvest. Love harvest. What was what happened to that widow of Zarephath? in 1 Kings chapter 17, 18? I think it should be 17. What happened? She sacrificed that for the for the for the prophet. In fact, she that was her last meal and her sons. And what happened? That was a sacrificial giving. There is what is called sacrificial giving. And sacrificial giving has great reward. It has. If I wake up early in the morning, like on a Sunday morning like this, I not tell you even the time I woke up, but it was early. And then get ready, having been preparing, get ready early in the morning to come and minister to these young ones at 8 30. Did you try to take something? And then and then come into the service at 10 o'clock and continue until like today the, the continuation is until 4 o'clock. Don't you know that it takes something, something? What are you all laughing at? You don't want to stay here until four o'clock? <laughs> now we're about finished, but, but, but don't you know that it takes, it takes something? Others must have looked at the neighbor and said, is this service supposed to end? <laughs> Am I at the right place? <laughs> but look at this, it takes, it takes that. But look what, what follows next, it's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful life. And he says this, as I walk with you, the pleasures are never ending. And I know true joy and contentment. That is what it is here. Seeing what is connected to these ancient paths, a beautiful life, then we need to pray much about them. And then I say, let me quote Pastor Carla. She said, we pray much about these paths because our daily choices to walk with God are going to make a tremendous difference to what we experience in 2023 our what we pray much fast we pray much about this past because our daily choices to walk with God are going to make a tremendous difference to what we experience in 2022 in 2023 that's what is going to happen. Be aware of your choices. This means that you must make decisions that, are in, in a, that agree with the word of God, just like what I was telling you, and in no way compromise. By so doing, we honor God, honor deals with priority. He becomes first, or he comes first in whatever we do, and we depend on his presence. His presence is on these paths, as we have seen in Psalm 1611. So then, as we go into this week, this is our second week, Starting from this Sunday is praying for VFC, the invasive, and the invasive body of Christ. So do you please stand up on your feet? Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Let me bring you to the to this, to the old timers, they'll do that. Again, church, shout hallelujah. Praise the, praise the Lord. The Nigerians say when you say praise the Lord, they say Hallelujah. And then when you say Hallelujah, they say praise the Lord. That's how they do in the West in Western Africa. But Hallelujah, Church. That's how much God loves us. Hallelujah. Take your prayer guide, and then we'll we'll look at. at we, we make this prayer together. All right. Father, we start this second week of our, this fast. Again, thank you for the paths that you're revealing to us concerning sacrifice, sacrifices. Things that will honor you in our lives. repentance that ought to take place in the confession of our sins and the ministering of the holy spirit to our hearts concerning things that have kept us away from your presence thank you father